Alrighty, friends, welcome back to another episode of QBT. I am Maddie Germs. And I was not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're starting now? Yeah. Hi, I'm Shawnee. <laughs> and we're two queer babes talking about mental health, pop culture, and whatever the hell else we want. And this week, we are joined by Gianni and Matthew from Couples Therapy Season 2. Um, we get to stand a little bit. And you get to stand a little bit. Listen. It was only a li- it was you only a, li- a lot. It was only a little embarrassing. It was only a little embarrassing. I think it was mostly fun. It's okay. I like stand them now that we've had the conversation. There we go. There we go. There yeah. we go. No, it's a really wonderful friends and uh even if you haven't watched the show, it's a beautiful conversation. Um let's get into it. Lego. Mm-hmm. Try to talk slick. All up in my ear and shit. <laughs> Alrighty. What's up, slut? Hi, slut. You know, here we are on our regular Sunday morning. Regular, drinking our, regular. Drinking our coffee, mm-hmm. being jittery, being mm-hmm. a mess. <laughs> oh, I can't. There's no more ice in my ice coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's just sloshing mm-hmm. around in there. Um, so since we have Matthew and Gianni on, and since we're talking a little bit about couples therapy, my question for you this week is, okay. what is the secret? To oh. a healthy relationship. And you can only give me one word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like our guest would say Orna. That's the one word. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Everybody uh, just go talk to Orna. Orna. Um, <laughs> oof. Secret to a healthy relationship. One word answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you can expound on it, but I just like want the word. I get it. Um transparency mm, okay um and the reason i was holding so much hesitation around that is because i don't necessarily believe or think i mean like full 100 percent transparency i think that there's like there's an element of still being allowed to be your own person and having your own thoughts that you don't have to like fully fuse with someone else to have a healthy relationship right agreed but there is something around the transparency of when you're not having a good time or when you are appreciating something. It's like being transparent in expressing emotion. I would agree with that wholeheartedly because the word I was going to say was the word I feel like everybody says. Communication. Oh. Well, <laughs> no, fuck love. It has nothing to do with a relationship. Yeah. Uh, no, communication, which I think touches yeah. on that, like communicating those feelings, communicating those thoughts, letting somebody in on what's going on on your half of the relationship and talking about those things in a, I mean, I know communication can be done in a toxic and a healthy way, but I mean, I think step one is like expressing yourself. Well, I think one of the reasons uh, I think I find that show couples therapy interesting is because it puts into practice that like, Couples are going to bring lots of different shit. Like, mm-hmm. and so a lot of times it's really just about learning to communicate in a new way versus necessarily like healing and resolving a problem. It's like right. couples are going to have that. It's, it's more around often the biggest issue is like not being able to talk through that. There's something right. blocking it or there's that new language that couples develop, which actually one word means 92 things. Yeah. And how do you actually break that word down again um, to get back to a place, especially if there's been some like misalignment. So. Yeah. And learning about each other through that process mm-hmm. and learning from that experience and then taking that and using it through tools, through exercises, things like that. Yeah. But we're going to get into that later. Yeah. Like with actual, with an actual couple. I mean, you're, 
With an actual couple. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just me <laughs> it's here. It's just you here. Yeah. Um, listen, I know that we've talked a lot of shit about this woman, but uh, beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> Miss Nicki Minaj. I was like, we have we have talked some shit about Nicki Minaj. Yeah. I will say I'm a fan, but not a Barb. Agreed. Because Barb's throwback to... Are wild. That, well, I, there was that one episode where I, was, I asked Charles if being a Barb was a mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> um, what a throwback. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I think... I love this release. I know it's a re-release, and I know it's like old music, but... Um, you know, you don't have to find... YouTuber SoundCloud that's again to go get itty bitty really, pilly. I know that's really the win here. I it came out on Friday and I literally like as I do every Friday got on Spotify's like new releases and was like scrolling, and I saw the, her album couple album cover for this and was like, why did Minaj look like that? Yes, <laughs> like I was like that's not bird. Why would she do? Yeah, like why <laughs> is she like a bird in 2021? Like this looks like an album cover that should have been released in like 2010. Yeah. And then I like went into it and was like, oh, this is her mixtape from yeah. 2010. So that makes complete sense. Um, I feel like the new songs are fine. I really like the Fractions one. Yeah. That's just her. Fractions is good. Um, it's like what I wished the energy that she had during the Queen album cycle. Mm. Like, just bring me that. Like, say what you want to say. Do what you want to say. Do it on the track. But like, she really let herself become very annoying. I like that ruined that last album. I know. I, re- I mean, this, like you said, this is like a re-release with some new music in there. I want like a redo of Queen because that yeah. album could have been so much better. Like Imagine it, if she just so much more she could have done. If she just hadn't talked. <laughs> I mean, like, it's you mean such... like outside of the album? Yes. Yeah. 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 I agree. She, I don't know. There was a lot going on with her then. I don't know what it was. I think it was something about that man she's still with, I think. Yeah. Cardi B blowing up on the scene. Yeah. Her, I mean, pregnancy brain is a thing. Yeah. But, like, her being pregnant. There was a lot going on. She went on live the other day and was, like, sniffing bleach. And was, like, ever since I've been pregnant, I've been sniffing bleach. That's weird. <laughs> she, was, she was, like, you know how pregnancy, you do crazy things. And she just, like, is taking a big whiff. It's yeah, like, that seems dangerous. I know. I know. <laughs> like, did someone call CPS? Like, she also went on. I don't know if she was on live or like did an interview. No, I think she was on live and said that she has never, ever, ever once like sniffed cocaine. And all the drugs that she has done, she has talked about on her songs. And I thought, okay, sure, all right, that's fine. I mean, I believe you if that's what you say. But sure. also, you've done a lot of drugs. I find it surprising that coke is the one you haven't done. She's more of a downer girl. Maybe. And this is the lace blunt. Lace front. Exactly. That's the rhyme. Is it? Yeah. Ah! I know Nikki more than I thought I did. Um, I also love the uh, Boss Ass Bitch remix. Like, I used to listen to that on Twitter. Oh, my God. Yeah, that played last night, actually, now that I think about it. And I was in the bathroom. We were at a birthday party, and I was in the bathroom, and it came on. And I literally was like, we're done peeing. Yeah, <laughs> I have to go outside. I have to go outside now. Like right now in this exact moment. Yeah. Oh, what a good song. Yeah. What else you listening to? Um, honestly, this song I put it on last night. It's called Too Bizarre. It's a Skrillex song. I'm sorry. Oh, it sounds bizarre. But it's with Swaley and someone named oh, Sick we Brain. Oh, like And I do like Swaley. Yeah. And uh, I don't hate this song. I I. It was one of those things where Spotify will like be like, "Will you listen to this?" I'm like, "No, it's a man." <laughs> 
I don't want it. To me kind of I, I always hit no. But um, I hit yes last night, and I'm glad I did. I really like this song. It is not something that I feel like I would normally be into, but um, I'm liking it. Honestly, I really, though, yesterday I just listened to Beam Me Up Scotty like four times in a row. Like, I just like put it on repeat over and over and over. Like some for- of it really feels like 2008 or whenever, but there's all the, some of it really feels like it came out now. Yeah. Like, yeah. and not just the new release. It, that one Crocodile song t- does sound like it came out like nine years ago, though. And that's one of the new ones. Oh, rip. I don't think I know. I don't think I clocked that. Um, speaking of Skrillex, I don't think I hate Skrillex as much as I used to. I think I liked Skrillex, and then I was like, ew, dubstep. And now Skrillex has been on a few songs recently that I've been like, oh, actually, like this is actually good. Yeah, I think uh, he's moved away from that for a while. But like, unfortunately, he's just like always going to be known for Real that. So. Attached to it. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, what band was he in? Was it from first to last? Oh, I didn't know he was in a band. Yeah, he was like, he, Skrillex was like warped tour oh, baddie. Really? Of this band. He was like a front person of this band. Baddie like hot? I mean, I just mean like. Because I don't think Skrillex is hot. Yeah. Uh, you know what is hot? What? Nope, that's not a good segue. Love, Death, and Robots? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is hot. Honestly, honestly, the thing. Okay, <laughs> shut up. Um, <laughs> I started watching it a couple days ago, yesterday, um, and it. I don't know why I like this show. It, it allows. Um, it gets to do what Black Mirror wants to do, but like, is actually able to do it because it's not limited by the constraints of like what you can actually film and do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like. Black Mirror is always going to feel a little bit too close to what potentially can happen. I like Love, Death, and Robots because it gets to go to whole other dimensions and yeah. explores. It's also not just one animation style. So, like, it's. I really love that about it, this. It show. changes up, the tone changes. Mm-hmm. Like, and this new one, I know you were joking, but there is some, like, very hot animated people. Like, oh, like sexy animation. Yeah. yeah. I think the. Uh... <laughs> I said I wasn't going to talk about Invincible, but I watched Invincible, and I loved it. See? And the, like, main character, I was like, I don't know why. I think you're just, like, hot, and you're a cartoon character. Sure. He's also 17. Yeah, but it's a cartoon. Okay. And he's voiced by Steven Yoon, who is, is an hot, adult man. Yeah. He's an adult man and is hot. So yeah. I don't feel bad about it at all. I'm just, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, I need to check out uh, Love, Death, and Robots season two. Season one, I loved for that, like, the differentiation and um, animation style. And then the stories were just, like, interesting. They were all different. They all, yeah, they took place in different time periods and different sort of genres. Like, I think that some of them felt very like horror like, some of them were like comedy, some mm-hmm. of them were like love, like love stories. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, it feels like something that like shouldn't work but works. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I I don't know why I really enjoy it, but I just do. It feels calming even when it's like deeply chaotic. That's chaotic is the word for it. It's like it's almost so chaotic that it makes sense. Okay, I you get know? that. Yeah. Yeah. Like a messy queen. No, I'm just kidding. That doesn't make sense. Um Speaking of messy queens, yes. hacks. Yes, yes, <laughs> you did it. I was gonna do it. <laughs> Speaking of messy queens, hacks. I watched. I started watching this last night after I got back in from that birthday party, and I was like, "I'm gonna smoke some weed and eat this leftover uh, food that our friend Kevin made for us." Um, <clears throat> anyways, great show. I mean, there's two episodes out on HBO Max. Yeah. It's with uh, Gene Smart, who kills I, that role. Okay, like Gene Smart's been around for a while. 
She has an HBO contract. Contract. Because she's also a mayor of East Town. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's the mom and mayor of East Town. And there's there's another show that I'm blanking on right now that she was in last year. Maybe not Big Little Lies. No. No. But I know what you're. There was some H- other HBO thing. Anyway, this is like the third HBO thing. Anyway, she's, and, and this she's, is her vehicle, though. Like, this is... Yeah, I mean, she's, she's like... the driver. The, she's the driver. She's the main character. Like, she's definitely, like, best leading actress, whatever sort of category, which is nice, because I feel like I only ever usually see her in, like, supporting roles. Yeah. Um, she's doing the thing. She plays a older comedian. I feel like it's supposed to be, like, a maybe like a Joan Rivers yeah, or something like sure. that um, where she's just like older like doing Las, Ve- Las Vegas residency, sh- residency shows Full. Um, and it's just sort of like one trick pony like getting old the jokes are getting a little bit stale in comes this like new younger um, female writer that's been sort of blacklisted for an inappropriate joke which sort of plays into this whole like cancel culture wokeness sort of thing that's playing out in real life right now mm-hmm. um and then it's just like sort of from what i've seen so far it is very much so about the dynamic of those two and i do feel like this is becoming a bit of a trope which i don't love but like okay this old actress old comedian whatever has to link up with this like young writer sure. to become relevant again I mean, the thing is that the conceit of the show is not uh, groundbreaking. No. But it's honestly that one, it's like that one show, movie with, um, oh God, I'm blanking on everybody's name. Mindy Emma Kaling. Thompson, Mindy Kaling and Emma Thompson. Where she like plays like an Ellen Yeah, is it called Late Night? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it wasn't great. It, that was not a great movie. This feels better than that. Yeah. But in series form. Yeah. And just better. The jokes are actually like pretty decent i don't think they're the funniest jokes i honestly think uh this is weird saying this marvelous mrs mazel feels like the most solid like joke telling like this would actually be a comedy routine that i would see happening oh versus hacks which like i could still see these playing out like comedy shows but i don't find the jokes to be written by an actual like stand-up comedian i've never watched marvelous mrs mazel because i hate the font <laughs> <laughs> The font is so ugly. I like every time I go to click on it, I'm like, oh, it doesn't deserve a click. Like it's so disgusting. I'm reminded of complete tangent. We last summer were trying to find a restaurant to eat at, and Carlos was like, "We're not eating at this restaurant. Like the menu is chaotic, and it looks like like five year old used clip art to make the menu." And I was like, "But it has like a five star rating. Like people matter. really like it." And he was like, "Absolutely not. We're not going. The font's terrible." <laughs> and to this day, I don't know what that food was like. That reminds me of that because yeah, I guess that's a reason not to indulge in something. I mean, it probably isn't. But um, Meg Stalter's character in Hacks is like uh, she plays the assistant. Oh, she's great. Incredible. Phenomenal. Oh she's my like, God. you need me to validate the parking? She's like, yeah. She's like, well, shit, girl. That's what I <laughs> When she was just on the line, like, she was like, she was like, can you hang up? And she's just like, oh, well, <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and listen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's great. And then also, like, is the daughter of the person who owns half the company. And he's yeah. like, so I just, like, she reports into me, but also, like, I have to do what she says. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's very funny. Very I, funny. I think that there's a bunch of, like, L.A. young comedian folks that uh, are sp- spliced throughout the show that I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what little bits they come up with. And while it isn't the most, like, 
inventive thing, I think it executes what it's doing very well. Yeah, I, I definitely see the potential it has. And honestly, like, if they play their cards right, I could definitely see it winning, like, an award yeah. next year. It Gene Smart's great. I mean, I go watch it. First two episodes are out. Absolutely. Also, the first two episodes of, are out of Z-Way. Mm-hmm. Z-Way show. Have you seen any of it? I've not seen anything. Okay. Because I'm poor and don't have showtime. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I will give you my password. But Z-Way, I'm just so, she doesn't care. I'm so proud of her, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> She's not listening right no, now. No, she doesn't care. But if she um, is. And, and if she was, she'd be like, oh, a white person's proud of me. You're, like, giving me your approval I didn't ask for. It. Yeah. And I get it. I understand that. Um, but I, well, I'm proud of you, too, girl. And I've never even seen the show. I, it, she has had this Instagram live thing where it's sort of this, it's not race baity, but it, like, utilizes white people in general like, baseline discomfort with race as the sort of joke like she doesn't really have to do anything except bring it up and you just watch people squirm i love that and she makes an interview with fran lebowitz like incredibly entertaining like you can tell fran doesn't know what she's doing why she's there like they kind of have this like um animosity going on in within the interview and then there's this part where like for uh fran says something about obama and like (laughs) Uh, Z-Way bleeps over the whole thing and is like a totally fair criticism of Obama is like the subtitle and then afterwards she's like but we're not airing it because we want to go to the Rock Nation brunch <laughs> <laughs> okay this is the kind of and then the next thing the next thing is like hashtag brunch 2020 see you there like it's very funny so, um, but uh, Z-Way it just every single little skit and interview just lands in the first episode she also gathers five women named karen to talk about karen's and oh, like stop it's so good this like is, yeah bold. It, and the styling of the show is just it's very girly she is in her full femme she looks rich mm-hmm. like rich and all of the transitions and animations are very like it's very like totally spies do you know that show? Totally spies. It was this animated show with yes. these like tall teenagers. Network. Yeah. 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 Oh, yes. Yes. It, it was, was like three of them. Yeah. It was like Charlie's Angels, but Oh for my teens. God. Yeah. I used to watch that a lot. And that's also one of my, like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gay. Yeah. Because they would have like the <laughs> lipstick and the compact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, I want all of these things. Absolutely. For my life. But the Z-Way font kind of reminds me of that. And I just, Okay. moving from Instagram to a show just sometimes it just doesn't work that well all the time you know yeah, I think no. uh, the read show to me did not translate super well to television um, despite loving that show but I also one of the reasons that that show is great and also doesn't work a little bit is because you can tell that they were like we got paid for this and so we're gonna sit here and do this show but yeah. like don't ask us to do anything fucking else <laughs> and there was like this element of like a it doesn't matter if the show succeeds or not because we got paid, which ah. is what makes that show amazing. Right. But it also doesn't necessarily elevate or change the content of the podcast, Does if that makes sense. Got you. It's Whereas like you Z-way get the show, same thing from the podcast. Right. You don't necessarily like need to watch the show. Whereas Z-Way, I think, is making a good transition into how to take what she's great at and really break it up into formats and little shorts and... Also maintaining this interview style that is just, it's so funny. And it she makes it look like she's not working and she's working every second of that show. Yeah. I love it. It's oh. so good. 
I'm gonna check it out. Um, you haven't, you have not led me astray yet, except for anything on the internet. But yeah, Ellen's show is over. She's gone. She's. You done. know what? End of an era. Yeah, I'm not. I honestly don't care. Yeah. Like I, I feel like first and foremost, I only ran across this news. Like I feel like I was a few days late to it and was like, oh. Well, I mean, it's also not ending till like 2022. She basically was like. We got renewed, but I'm not leaving until after the renewal. It feels so it's not like, ending right now. And I mean, I know she went through that whole thing. Well, she last... lost a quarter of her listener or her viewership. Oh, really? Like millions of people stopped watching. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay, then that makes complete sense. Then never mind. Uh, I was gonna say, like, I mean, I know that shit happened last year, and it's sort of just like coming to light that she's not like this perfect, like nice, like humble person. She's a mean girl. She's a mean girl, but yeah. it's also like. Okay. Like, I I sort of would have expected that. Is she a celebrity? Like, and it's not to say all celebrities are, like, assholes. But it's just, like, she's a celebrity. That's all a performance. The whole thing is a performance. Yeah. Like, that doesn't mean that she's, like, a terrible person in real life. It's just that, like, that's an act for a show because that's what happens on a show. I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> and I think if that were what was the whole thing, I would agree that it's, like, y'all, it's okay if someone's mean. Yeah. Like, it was probably... She, uh, what am I trying to say? She kind of had to because she was the first be this digestible lesbian to people, right? right. And so that was the way that she made herself digestible was like, I'm the dancey goofy one. Like, mm-hmm. I'm Dory, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I think that gay people are allowed to be more mean and famous now, you know? Like, but I think... Yeah, look at us. No, what, well, what's the problem with Ellen, though, is that it... it it's not just being mean. It's like a hostile workplace environment. Like right. when you have power over someone, it's not just like screaming at someone for the wrong coffee. It's like generating a culture where it people don't feel safe to come to work. And then guests also on the show talking about how it was a bad experience to be a guest. Like that's not just someone putting on a show and being a different person. Like I think that there's definitely some like, ego shit there that is oh yeah dark yeah no i mm-hmm. i yeah all of that i think that the point i was going to get to was this um i don't know that should happen last year like i had completely forgotten that like ellen was like terrible or like maybe i knew it but i also i mean i don't watch ellen shows well. i was gonna That's say when was the last time caveat of the disclaimer for all of this is like last time i watched the ellen show was probably the first episode like a decade ago yeah. so I mean, I am not, I have no attachment to anything happening here, but if it was me, it'd be like, that shit blew over. Like, nobody's talking about that anymore, because it felt like this came out, and I was like, oh, girl, what are you doing? Like, nobody was even thinking about you, and now you've almost resurfaced all this stuff where I'm like, well, yeah, maybe you should cancel it, because, like, you're calling yourself out again, and you probably could have just laid low for, like, another two years, and we literally all would have just, like, moved on to the next thing to be mad about, because that is the issue sometimes with this with the way that we digest content (laughs) i hear what you're saying i think though that she just didn't recover so it's like while the conversation went away she didn't get the listeners back right or the The viewers back viewers yeah and so which impacts ads which impacts money which means you gotta get the fuck up out of here and i think she just wants to like go to baseball games with george bush you know yeah so who's gonna replace ellen didn't we? Didn't already ask this question didn't we talk about this on the podcast i don't know uh i think we talked about i don't know I th- I, in my mind, we were thinking about Alex Trebek, but oh yeah, um, I, a, I assume Kelly Clarkson. 
She has a show, right? I know, but like... Or Drew Barrymore, is that show still happening? It is still happening. I don't think it has the same it's weird. power. I think it's like a weird show. It is a weird show, but I kind of like it because it, it, it. it feels like Pee-wee's Playhouse. It feels like Drew Barrymore forced everyone that works for her to like <laughs> suddenly become a so camera woman. Much. Like it feels very like... Like our um, masturbatory or something like like oh, there's okay. like there's this it's very endearing like Drew Barrymore is very endearing and charismatic in Drew Barrymore but there's this kookiness to it that I appreciate but I don't think the average American is yeah. gonna watch that show and yeah. be like this is bad television you know like where's Ellen <laughs> is she gonna pop out of a box and scare somebody no, like <laughs> didn't somebody else have a show that just came out not Z way somebody else uh nope don't remember. I don't know. Oh, uh, well, farewell, Ellen. It's, I mean, we got you for the rest of this year, which is fine. I'm not going to watch. I probably won't watch the last episode either. No way. I mean, the power of Dakota Johnson, though. Like, the power of Dakota Johnson, the lesbian that never was. I know. <laughs> that still trips me out. I can't believe she's straight. <laughs> and married. And no, I, I'm going to continue to forget this fact. But what I am going to watch the last episode of is Couples Therapy. Which finishes tonight. Tonight, Sunday, even though this is Wednesday. Yeah. But like, whatever, go watch it because it's on Showtime and it's a great show. And we're going to talk to some great guests, Matthew and Gianni, in literally 10 seconds. We'll be back. How long is that little intro of music? Something around there. Okay, friends, welcome back. We are joined by Gianni and Matthew of Couples Therapy Season 2, now available to watch on Showtime. All the episodes are out, available. The finale just aired recently. Welcome. How are you doing? Happy Sunday. (laughs) Thank you. It's a beautiful day. We're so thankful to have uh, to be here and to have you guys uh, host us. We really appreciate that. Yeah. Happy Sunday to you guys. So happy to join. Yes. It's not sunny here anymore, but it was this morning. So <laughs> good to see you. So listeners, um, Matthew and Gianni are in two different places right now. Um, so just keep that in mind as we're recording this. Uh, Matthew, where are you at right now? I'm currently in Baltimore. How long have you been in Italy, Gianni? I got here before Christmas. Okay. okay. Yes. Oh, so, dang. You've been there for a while. Yes. I thought, uh, you know, travel restrictions were going to be lifted by now, but not still waiting. So I cannot come back at the moment. Wow. So this sort of pivotal conversation in one of the episodes of Couples Therapy about this thing is sort of what came to fruition in some way. Exactly. What Matthew was fearing, it actually happened. Okay. So, Um, well, how is that sitting now in the present? Like, You've done the work. Is it working? <laughs> yeah, Johnny, how did that work out for everyone? <laughs> well, I didn't think it was going to go this way, obviously. Yeah. It was, this was not my plan. My plan was to be back by March. But the good thing is that Matthew can come here. So he was okay. here in January and some part of February, and he's planning to be back here next month. Okay. So the good thing is like we can still you know, see each other. Uh, but yeah, it sucks that I cannot be home. And like mm. I missed one of my dogs. A lot, but yeah, yeah. We spent a lot of time in uh, therapy, and there was, you know, a portion of it on the on the show where we talked about the, you know, the struggle of him being separated from his family during all of 2020, right? right. And uh, you know, we went back and forth on whether it was the right thing for him to 
to make the you know the flight across the the pond if you will and uh the like you said the fortunate thing is is that i am able to go um but there is still that ban from the trump administration you know for allowing europeans into the country so so we're still kind of living that out in 2020 is looking or 2021 is looking like 2020 for us you know yeah dang let's all just go to like i don't know australia aren't they doing it right I mean, like, yeah, come back to yeah, you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> they're living the best lives. Right? Yeah, yeah, they got to dance to Rain on Me before any of us. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and to the Dua Lipa Future Nostalgia album. Like, oh, right. Right. Yes. <laughs> Why yeah, am I, I not a... shirtless somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't got to see a drag queen perform to that, so... Has Not the year fair. begun? You know, <laughs> exactly. is it 2021? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be my new year. Um, we totally like ran forward, but a way that we like to start our show with folks is asking, um, what identities do you hold that shape how you come into this world? Loaded question. Wow. Know. Um, and we like to ask that because well, I think it shapes like how all of our answers happen, right? Like we all have this worldview, we all have this experience that opens us up to how we see things, how we view things. So like having that as a kind of like opener for folks allows the conversation to kind of like have some uh, character to it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll say that um, I, I try and live a lot by like laughter, like a lot of pep rally, rah, rah, rah. And I think a lot of that has come from, you know, a lot of management years. So like trying to motivate a team, right? And that actually is one of my biggest struggles that was on couples therapy is, you know, once being the life of the party, right? And now how am I the life of the party without the drugs and the alcohol? Because that was a big part of it before. Um, But, you know, I'm slowly relearning that, if you will. And I think that, you know, as long as everyone's having fun, right? We're gonna get through the day and (laughs) hopefully uh, have a really great podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And what about you, Gianni? What uh, identities do you hold? How do you describe yourself? Well, I describe myself as a very fortunate person. As, as I can say, like in my life, I've always been following my dreams and I feel like I've always achieved what I wanted. So I've been very lucky in that. And I think I projected a lot, like it's like kind of a sense of positivity, like that. There's always the light at the end of the tunnel, like everything is going to be fine. And, you know, we went through a pandemic and it's been kind of hard, hard to like hold the title, but I feel like I, the, my past has built me what I am today. And that's helping me a lot to go through this hard couple of years. And like even going through like the darkness of our relationship, I think that was very, you know, that helped me a lot. Yeah. And you're both gay men, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> Just putting that out there for the audience. Also, I think this is the first time we've interviewed or talked to two people. Yes, this time? is our first uh, yeah. couples moment on QBT. Yeah. <laughs> you're um you're breaking us no. wide open. Uh <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. I mean, I <laughs> would like to be broken wide open. It's been a while, y'all. But okay, you know that's not that's the your pain of 2020. That's, that's what you're carrying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, <laughs> um, have you guys done couples therapy before the show? 
No, we have not. Okay. There was so a, this was like a whole approach. new experience. Yes. Completely. Like for me, it was my first approach to therapy in general, and oh. of course, first approach to couples therapy. Yeah. But when Matthew mentioned this, because he saw an ad uh, online, I think on Instagram, about couples therapy, and he was like, how do you feel about couples therapy? I was like, oh my God, I think that would be great for us. You know, because he just came, you know, just got sober, and like, you know, we went through like a lot in the past couple of years. I was like, I think that would be really good. And that, but I didn't know it was going to be a show, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But, um, I mean, again, it's been an incredible journey, and I'm forever grateful, and I miss it every day. You miss being in therapy every day, or the? Sh- I mean, I, I miss being. I mean, I miss Orna. Like, I miss you oh, know, couples oh. therapy. Like, it's been so good, and uh, it's been. It's I miss been her a- too, and I don't know her. I <laughs> 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 like watching the show, and I'm like, I really need more episodes. Well, I'm happy like, I need that. I have not finished the season, so I have plenty of more. Like, okay, more okay. to watch. <laughs> um. Okay, so couples therapy, you see an ad on Instagram. Had you seen the first season yet, or was it all recorded at the same time? No, this was completely new for us. So, okay. you know, even when I reached out to the ad, honestly, it just said free. We all love a little something free. <laughs> okay, <so yes>. Let's <laughs> be honest, okay? We just called <laughs> called them up and, uh, you know, and it was free um, therapy. So when they responded, it wasn't even apparent at that that specific moment that it was for TV. Oh. Um, we just started having a really great conversation with them and um, over Zoom and then had another conversation with them. And then they started introducing the idea of it. And then we just kind of started to feel comfortable and rolled with it. So they were, they were specifically looking for queer couples. Yeah. I think that was the ad. So free therapy for queer couples. So that's when Matthew applied, and then that's when we jumped on a Zoom call, which that was my first time hearing about Zoom. I didn't know what Zoom was. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of firsts for you, Johnny. <laughs> right, if we knew, right? And then they asked to come in for a like a trial session, I believe. And so we met the producer and everyone, and then you know they mic'd us. I was like, oh my god, what would, what did I sign up for? You know, what am I gonna do? Yeah. And literally, the moment you get into the room, you just melt into the sofa. Oh. And I literally cried the first session we had. <laughs> so it felt great, yeah. and that's what we got coming back. Nice. I mean, to have never done therapy before, and then for your first time to be on television, I mean, congratulations. <laughs> you did a great job. <laughs> and I mean, so, Matthew, you you have done therapy before, like, before going on the show, and, um, you know, obviously have talked about it, but we're, you were in rehab before that. What was, I mean, what was that experience like comparing the two and sort of, like, what it was like on your own and then doing this on television with a partner, like in couples therapy yeah uh well i'll have to be honest if i hadn't had a little therapy before going into that room for couples therapy mm-hmm. they would have never used that content because that mm-hmm. would have been that would have been on a different network like yeah. <laughs> it would have been real nasty because you know i had the opportunity to really work on myself and you know therapy by myself and a, a clearly you know, if you have the, you know, for your audience, if they have the opportunity to watch it, they're, they're going to really see that there was some, you know, some real trauma and things to work through. Um, And I think that, you know, having that opportunity to to kind of work through some of that 
so that then I can begin to work on the dynamics and the, uh, the things that had occurred between the two of us, it wouldn't have been possible. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I think that you, you learn in therapy that a lot of, you know, what's going on just between the dynamics of anyone uh, really has a lot to do with kind of what's going on with yourself. Yeah. So. And it can feel like that's not true when you're like, I'm right. <laughs> you know, like that can absolutely feel like that's not the case when you're in something, especially during a pandemic where there's so much time and space and like a shared apartment, you know, like that type of thing. And Gianni, you're like, your art and your characterization and your movement is through your body you know and to not be able to have that expression I assume that that's going to breed some miscommunication in general but like you add moving into sobriety on top of that like I I I think that obviously will uh shape something in terms of maybe needing someone to like help sift through that a little bit like I think that there was something really beautiful about watching the show and I I don't know if you've heard this I'm sure probably but there's a way with reality TV where you can always like identify with a character or two, right? Like I know your people, but also like there's like you project onto this thing of like, oh, I'm absorbing this content, right? But there's something with couples therapy where like I have been screaming about it on the show because you're watching it and you're just like, I'm literally healing right now. <laughs> like I'm getting to I'm getting the therapy session that I couldn't get last year and I'm watching it happen and I'm watching this thing being talked through and it's nice because it's not my own voice. I just, I, I think that there's a great service that has been done while also being incredibly entertaining, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And even for us, <laughs> we have the opportunity to, uh, to watch it over. Right. Yeah. And that has been so beneficial for the two of us. I mean, I know for me, especially, I, I actually just watched the last episode, mm. um, before we started this podcast, just so that I could like rehash it because you know some of that stuff will will come back up you know mm -hmm. you'll relive those some of those experiences and mm -hmm. and for us it's it's so great to be able to kind of go back and um you know we naturally forget some of the tools that we have in our toolbox and mm -hmm. you know to be able to to relive some of that with orna who's just absolutely amazing um we can pick those tools right back up you know and apply mm -hmm. them yeah, it's great. That brings up what I, I mean, that brings up a good question that I was going to ask. Like what, I haven't finished the, the season yet that you're on, but what did you leave with? Like what, I guess, <clears throat> I think a lot of people might look at couples therapy and think that there's this goal or resolution that has to happen to like fix the relationship. Like there's an issue. I'm going to couples therapy to fix this issue. I'm coming out of couples therapy with the issue fixed. <laughs> I don't think it's that like straightforward and black and white, but like for you all, I mean, what was the thing that you took away from all of this? And what is that work that you still have to sort of do? I feel like we, yes, we got in not because we wanted to fix our relationship, but because we wanted to process things that had happened in the past so that we could build, like, not a better future, but like to keep building our relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. So like I felt every time I left the room, I felt I was knowing more about my partner. Mm -hmm. I was knowing more about who he is because you know, many things, they don't just come out. Yeah. Like, so the help of the therapist is to like let all these feelings 
come out of you and those words, they sometimes it's hard to say. So I feel like we've learned a lot about each other. And at the end of the journey, we were in such a good place. I mean, we are in such a good place. You know, we left that we were like, oh my God, like this is great. We processed all of the trauma that we had and all of the bad experience that we had. And now we're finally ready to put that in the past and like start a new chapter and like move forward. Mm. So that was the most amazing thing for me. Yeah. Yeah, there were moments when, you know, even the two of us would be sitting there with Orna and say it out loud and you would suddenly realize it yourself. And it's yeah. just a matter of, you know, even hearing yourself, you can learn, learn so much, you know, just it's, yeah. it's a, it's a wonderful way to communicate and have someone there to kind of, um, you know, bounce things off of, it's, yeah. you know, even this, like with you guys, or even hearing Gianni speak, it's kind of like, you're, you're just like, also, I don't know, it just brings so much more to light when you just take the take a moment kind of relax and, and just start like having a great conversation because yeah. there's something that feels a little like wrong about it right like you have to create the space of a therapy couch of like this relationship that is like okay I'm setting the stage to open up you know but like I think what's something cool about that is when once you do that you recognize that it feels beautiful and it feels wonderful and it actually like it's really nice if i care and know what how my partner's feeling about something besides what they want for dinner like <laughs> figuring right. that out is like it sometimes takes the ritual you know it take and also though you get to have orna there who like I need you to tell me everything. Like, I, I need to know about this woman. I can't, I'm so envious of your experience. So, like, we need to get, I think, okay, listen. What does she smell like? We just need the plug. <laughs> Can you introduce us to Orna? Because we just... <laughs> yeah, I need dinner with her. No, I'm just kidding. Is that what this podcast is all about? Yeah, yeah that's, you, sorry. You yeah, sorry, we honestly just wanted, we yeah. are just using you to get to Orna. We're no. climbing, we're climbing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, she, she's, she's everything that you see on the show. She's, she's what we call our therapy mom. She's amazing. Well, one cool yeah. thing I think that she brought up and again, like I, the first episode is this idea that like you have couples, people, individuals have these narratives that they run with in their own head. And like, to your point, Matthew, like bouncing things off of a person, there's this space where you get to share your narrative, you get to share your experience and your your point of view, like on the relationship on like what's going on in your life. And a lot of times that space is there so that you can share that. So I guess, what are some things that you learned about each other? Like as a part of that whole session that you didn't know before? I'm based on some of Johnny's reactions, just <laughs> it feels I, I feel like he probably learned the most um, because I was such a, you know, closed person. Um, and I know it probably doesn't seem that way once you watch the show because it all came out. But, uh, you know, for me, it was just like an opportunity to to put it all out. I mean, it truly was my coming out story. Um, and I, I'm sure that Gianni can attest to, to some of that, that he learned about me, but there were definitely some eye-opening moments that even for me, like I said, once you say it out loud, you kind of, you kind of realize it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, like, 
I met Matthew, you know, things were great. But then at some point I kind of felt like it was like a little lost and I didn't know where it was coming from. Mm-hmm. So when he started sharing about like his past and all of that, I was like, oh, I guess makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. like now, you know, cause you know, you meet a person then you start living together, but you don't know everything that happened before. So like just knowing the background, the childhood and everything that happened, like started like putting uh, points together. Like, okay, now things make sense. Yeah. Do you feel like there's um, a cultural difference at all between the levels of openness and closeness between Italian and American culture? Like, yes, I always said like, you know, it's yes, it is two different cultures. Like, and also the language is like a big barrier sometimes. Yeah. I also apologize for my English because I haven't been speaking English for months now. So, beside <laughs> 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 Matthew, a couple you know minutes a night, but um, yeah, you know, many times like just like way to approach to things. I feel like you know Europeans and Americans have like a different way to approach, mm-hmm. and like so there's been a big barrier in our relationship. But that's why like couples therapy was good because we could work on that. Yeah. Like even Orna, like could tell sometimes, like she will, she will say, Johnny, if you will say this in Italian, how would you say it? You oh. know, so yeah. And it would take so five sweet. minutes to say because he had all these other words to use that <laughs> would really express himself. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh, okay, now we get it. <laughs> so I personally have been single for a very long time. <clears throat> One of my, this is also what we do on the podcast. Like, I feel like listeners, you know enough about me. But um, <laughs> I've been single for a really long time. I think that I have a lot of hesitation on entering a relationship for some of the things that you guys talk about in couples therapy that you talk that you're talking about now. Like, just getting to like know a person's backstory, like investing that level of commitment in a human being and not knowing how it's gonna like work out is some like somewhat of a fear of mine and I guess like you two having gone through what you've gone through I mean how many years has it been now four five three four four and a half yeah four and a half I mean what advice would you have for somebody like me (laughs) long story short yeah well there was actually something that I you know I really learned um with Orna and that um we actually uh, talked a, a bit about this uh, on the show, but it was it was very much that you know you really have to put in the effort and the work, um, and it may not sound easy or it may not sound fun, but if it's really something you want in your future or even in your present, that it you got to start working on it now, um, mm-hmm. and it's just really like training the brain and like putting the work. There's there's really not much other way to say it but you know once you kind of start to see the progress um and in therapy you definitely do and you know in a relationship you will as well um it's so gratifying and rewarding um and it it actually builds something even stronger so you'd be surprised what you can really build with someone uh once you find someone that you feel compatible with a little bit you know and then you start (laughs) Then you unravel and you're like, actually, I want to put that back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Coach. <laughs> Would you uh, agree, Maddie? You're in this now. So I'm just going to interview. You've been in a relationship for like four years. Um, I think that I, uh, it's not that I stopped wanting it. It's that there was a choice to 
stop running away from people being nice to me. Ooh. Okay. I, I, like, I definitely went through a lot where I was just like, oh, they like me. That means they're broken, terrible people. <laughs> like, and then it was like, it was like, oh, actually, maybe I should just accept this and enjoy it. And it's fun, you know. The, okay, maybe that's what I should stop yeah. doing. Stop doing <laughs> yeah. well. Like, oh, you're nice? No, get away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, for an audience member, like for watching the show, we get these kind of like little vignettes and these like touch points of like, here's this thread that happened session one and then session six and then here's the breakthrough and here's the resolution, right? Like that's how we receive it in the edited beautiful version that it is. Experiencing it, did it feel like you could trace that thread as easily or did it kind of take seeing it to make that map for you? Um, you know, I felt like when we first watched it, uh, Gianni is really good with, with timing and everything. He pointed out that a couple like one of the episodes was actually before one of or after one of the others and to me it didn't really click um so i think in that regards the editors uh producers etc were able to kind of catch that that it would still flow right Mm -hmm. in the sequence of events um but that it made more sense to the audience to go beforehand yeah um but it really did paint a very accurate clear picture from what i thought and uh you know i think that the audience sees sees a you know a really clear understanding of the relationship and dynamics of us but also highlights you know some of those moments that of course they want to tune in on yeah johnny what did you think about that yeah i mean like the storyline is there but you know, when I when I watched the first two episodes, I was like, okay. Uh, and I expressed to the producer, I was like, I kind of enjoyed this. You know, that it's not like the chronological way we did it. Like first episode is our, is our first session, which I still remember. And then episode two is like seven months later. You know, mm-hmm. us planning a P town weekend <laughs> get away. <laughs> you know, but like that was the story. You know, like us dealing with like sobriety and like you know messy yeah. recovery and all of that. So everything like when you finish a show, it's like, okay, this makes sense. Yeah. How does it feel and how are you dealing with the fact that people are absorbing this? Like, I think that that would be something, like you obviously, you know you're filming a TV show, you know that there's producers talking to you, you know it's airing, you're getting the whole like television experience, but then there's also like what you have to sit with afterwards, which is like, it's out there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like these things that are private are now consumable like how is that sitting with both of you separately also having to do that separately yeah okay like going into this it was like very scary it's like you know our private life is gonna be out there and you know they did the full process with like multiple couples and then you know i think showtime decided like the three couples that were gonna be on the show so when they told us i was like okay it's happening (laughs) you know and then you don't know what they're gonna show it's like no no what part but the reason why we did it is because people can relate to us. Yeah. People go through this. Couples go through this. You know, these are topics that like nobody talks about. Addiction, immigration, you know, all of this that we went through. And the reason why we did it is to help somebody else. And the love we've been receiving and the messages we've been receiving, it's just unbelievable. And it makes you realize why we did it. We did it, you know, not for the messages, but we did it to help other people. Obviously, yeah. you know, it's like, if it's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. It, it, it does suck that we're not together. This is the only thing 
that like I wish we could change, like we could share this experience together. But c'est la vie. Yeah, I mean, it 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 was it was a great combination of being able to process, you know, those things that we've been through and and our relationship, but also allow the opportunity for others to to kind of start a conversation too about it because you know like you said there there isn't real like much content in regards to like real couples therapy i mean there's yeah. reality tv out there but there's not really That's a not docu-series same. that yeah exactly i mean there, there's no script to this and it wasn't right. edited other than you know cutting some things out i mean right. they didn't piece things together to create a different storyline um, they use the real storyline um, and, you know, we opened up and let out some real raw stuff that uh, it's been really beautiful to see that it's uh, helped others and touched others' lives as well. Yeah. So we're not talking about Couples Retreat on VH1. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> You're just that is not, not getting that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll have a next move, though. You could definitely do that, probably. <laughs> yeah, now you can show hop. Like, when are you on Bravo? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> Where it's building the brand. Um, no, I... So one thing that I'm obsessed with the show is that uh, when you're watching it, it... Um, I had to Google that it was a set. Like, I was like, how are they doing this? Mm. Like, why can I not see any cameras? And then also, how is there a direct shot to her face? Like, how is that happening? Um, did that feel as confusing watching it back? Or was it more aware you could, like, sense the one-way mirror things? Like, I don't know. I just... It looks seamless. Did it feel seamless? Yeah, I will tell you, Maddie. The only way I knew where the cameras were... And, and trust me, Gianni and I, we looked. I mean, we tried to find them, but there's a <laughs> there was a YouTube out there that shows um, kind of behind the scenes and where the cameras are. Oh. Because it was, it's crazy. I mean, they're like in the bookshelves, yeah. like behind a mirror. Oh. Uh, I mean, some weird spots, right? Yeah. Um, and no I think idea. that that's, yeah, exactly. And I think that that's how we were able to feel so comfortable yeah. when we sat in there because there is no presence of a production or a crew yeah. you know mm-hmm. so um you, you do forget that you're being filmed and i think that that's kind of where the hesitation once we did realize we were the couple that was going to be chosen yeah. God, what did we talk about yeah. <laughs> you know was were you in uh were your sessions like every day or like weekly or like what was the cadence so pre-pandemic was once a week uh-huh. Then during the pandemic, we were doing through Zoom, like I think once or twice a week. And then I think we stopped for a month. And then July, we went back into the uh, Orna's office and we were doing the most that we could, like two or three times a week. So, mm-hmm. oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's and Orna, Orna and uh, Edgeline Films are, they're, you know, they're really invested in the, the couples and the, the people and they're really connected with us so you know i think orna realizes uh, you know she's so educated and knows what she's doing that uh, you know therapy doesn't just end when production right. says it's over right um and she really has stuck with us and you know had open conversations with us we had zoomed with her mm-hmm. multiple times after production ended and they're just so in tune with us and invested in our our relationship together but us as individuals that uh it, 
really has just been, an, we can't say enough about yeah. the, the crew and, and her. I, I, I think one time we ended uh, one of our sessions not like maybe not a good place. And literally Orna emailed us and saying, okay, you guys have to come back tomorrow morning oh, <laughs> to wow. do another one. So she told the crew and everybody that like they had to start working tomorrow morning, like at 9 a.m. so that we could have a session. Like, and that's when we realized like she's unbelievably involved and like invested yeah. into us. And like, she really wants to help us. There's a genuine culture of care that she's cultivating. Yes. There. Oh my oh God. My it's, it's unbelievable. Way to sum that up, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but honestly, that delights me to hear it because that's what I feel watching it. But then, you know, TV magic can be evil in one way, which is that like it takes something that's mm -hmm. kind of sinister or exploitative and makes it seem beautiful, wonderful healing. And to hear that it actually felt that way for you while filming, like, not that you needed to make me feel good, but that makes me feel good in enjoying it. You know, like I, I, it allows me to enjoy it more, I think, in some ways. But Yeah. And in that sense, it doesn't feel like I mean, this sure it's a reality show but it's not like a reality show like right. there's not there weren't producers there in the room with you sort of <clears throat> guiding or trying to uh manipulate like behaviors or reactions from you like right. everything was authentic genuine like shared in that room and like now we're just seeing it yeah. versus you know it all being sort of developed before you showed up <laughs> there's there's something that you all get uh, with this show that I feel incredibly envious of, which is you get to hear your therapist talk to her therapist about you, <laughs> which is like, how was that? I feel like that is, I mean, I'm fucked up. And so I'm like, that is the number one thing that I want in my entire life is to hear my therapist talk about me. You get that in recorded documented form. What is that like? How was that? Yeah, you can't put a price on that. <laughs> <laughs> it is fucked up though, right? I mean, sure. like I think all like everyone watching was kind of like, "Oh my god, what is she going to say to her therapist?" Right. Right? Cuz that was the that was the juice. Um, it, yeah, it was incredible and I think even when we were watching it and I think the couples got um got to hear their 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 little bits before we did and we're like oh i hope i hope that she's gonna talk to her therapist about us because we got to all watch it together so it was great oh. to see. yeah yeah matthew was like why hasn't she talked about us yet <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly no, it's definitely fag syndrome. Like, you know, it's like wanting to eat. Like, but I love that. I'm I want to hear somebody that. talk about me. Yeah, yeah of course. Right. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you got to watch it together. So everyone in New York was able to gather to watch the, the whole thing or just the first episode? Okay, so we had the screening with Orna and the producer over the first two episodes. Okay. And then they sent us over the entire season. But, you know, I was in Italy and Matthew was in Baltimore. So we decided to watch it on our computers on FaceTime and watch all the episodes together at the same time. Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh, my God. Wait, you so watched those cute. like back to back in the same night? We watched the entire season the same night. 
Oh I mean, it was, after, it was afternoon for him, but it was nighttime for me. I think I went to bed like at 4 a.m. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of like reprocessing yeah. in a day. Yeah, that's another I know. <laughs> Well, I watched the season like I think four times because the next morning I woke up and I watched it again. I was like, okay, let me see it. Let me. <laughs> I would do the same thing. Yeah. We needed yeah. to be prepared for what everybody else was going to say. Right, true. You know? Right. Because like you're not just watching it. It's like, I have this memory of it. How is that memory translated? And then I'm going to watch it again and again to actually now pay attention to like the nuances of it because now that I'm, i've gotten over the anxiety of like whatever it is that's gonna happen like right and then we ended up like having fun and be like oh my god baby you look so good in this episode <laughs> <Yes>. oh <my> <laughs> <God."> <laughs> you're like let's change the tone of this space time date right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um well another thing that i'm wondering is like what work is happening now since the show like how are you continuing that work without having i know orn has been able to follow up with you but like television show ends therapy ends but then the work continues how is that work continuing so you know uh we finish you know filming and you know we finished couples therapy and um then i made the decision to come to italy and then matthew followed me but i also made the decision to start therapy myself because doing couples therapy made me realize that it, there were many things about me that I needed to work on. So, you know, I started a journey and I feel like, you know, now I'm like working on through things that I, yes, I work in couples therapy, but like I need to work for myself. And, you know, that's going to help our relationship even more. Mm. Yeah. And, and naturally I'll, I'll continue <laughs> therapy. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be, uh, a lifetime commitment uh, for me personally, uh, just to to work on myself and to constantly, you know, learn more about myself. I think that yeah. you know, constantly learning more every day um, with therapy. But you know, or kind of said, you know, we asked her as as we ended um, production and therapy with her. We said, you know, what are your thoughts on this as far as uh, couples? And she said, you know, you really should treat it like a you know, so many sessions, right? And then kind of works through some of that. And should you see a, a time where it might be necessary in the future to to revisit it? Uh, but it does definitely doesn't need to be something that's just ongoing, consistent all the time. Yeah. Um, you do a really beautiful job of um, laying out the uh, the pain of what it means to find recovery and like that journey of that high and low. And um, I think something that I felt that I was watching it, that um, there's a lot of substance abuse and use within the queer community for reasons very similar to what you were able to showcase, which is like, we come from these histories that are hard and it's much easier to figure out how to translate that into a performance and that can be helpful with alcohol that can be helpful with drugs and all these things like and part of your dialogue within the show is like how do I be friends with the people that I've been friends with without this thing that has made me me you know I I wonder do you have advice or offering to other people who might be feeling similarly um and maybe aren't necessarily at the rock bottom part yet but are are recognizing that for them there's this attachment with community and drugs and alcohol and how they're like the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, so for everyone's journey is going to going to be different. And I think that the most important thing is to do it on your own pace and what you feel comfortable with, because 
there's there's something really important that you know you'll learn and and that particular type of therapy is that um the most important thing is your sobriety and you really do have to put that in in front of other things in your life in order to keep that you know intact right the sobriety um so you know there there were a lot of things that that came up in early sobriety and even now that i have to work work through um like think about going to a wedding right like for the first time like that is extremely challenging and you know um a year ago i would have been like there's no way in hell i'm going to an open bar wedding without having a drink in my hand and and how to to navigate that and you know you have to have um kind of a, a plan in place uh, for that kind of stuff. And, um, and even in day to day, and, you know, we, he briefly um, mentioned uh, one of the episodes that, that were on couples, uh, couples therapy, in which we were talking about going on an all guys trip and, you know, a, <laughs> a gaggle of gays, right. And we were going to P town and trying to uh, navigate that between the two of us, you know, right. as a couple and as individuals. And right. that was re- just really having a, a game plan in place and informing him that there may be a, a time that I have to excuse myself. And it doesn't at all mean that I don't want to be there um, or that, you know, something is upsetting me. It just right. means that my portion of the evening has come to an end and right. I won't be going to the second bar. Uh, I'll just be joining you at the first one. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it goes right back to that, that same thing that, you know, you, a lot of people will learn in therapy is that there will be a lot of tools that you will learn that will go into your toolbox and you just have to apply them um, to your life. And, and um, but specifically with sobriety, uh, you really do. It's a one day at a time and you, um, your sobriety is the most important. Johnny, how did it feel and how was it like, um, sort of receiving and seeing the work that Matthew was doing? Not exactly for you. It's obviously for Matthew, but there was this offering of like, we're working through it for us, you know, like, and I feel like you really, the way that you look at him in the show, there's obviously just this like, gratitude for that but like I just how is that sitting being able to watch it and receiving like um there's this hard work that was done partially because of how much that love is I mean when I rewatched the first episode I got emotional mm-hmm. because you know like just see him speaking about recovering and his addiction it was just like I could see the pain I mean I've seen you know seeing the person you love getting lost and like hitting rock bottom and like not being himself was just very painful. And like when he started recovering and then you know, going to rehab and then you know, a couple of months later, I was like, oh my God, I can finally have a conversation with him. I can finally like enjoy him. We can finally like plan things together without, you know, like him having to you know, fall asleep or like something to happen. So mm-hmm. it was just like, I started enjoying us more. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, like, yes this is worth it you know this is helping you this is for your life like you have to like keep doing this way and I feel like probably like him having my support helped me help him 
you know, because I'm sure it's like a hard step to do, like if you're on your own and like, yeah. and, you know, most of the, most of my friends told me just leave, you know, like yeah. when, you know, someone has a problem, like the first, you know, the easy way out is like, just go. But like, yeah. that's not what you do. And that's not what I've done. I've always yeah. worked for things and I always work with things. And if someone has a problem, I help them. So I was there and I was like, okay, this, I, my motto is everything happens for a reason. There is a reason why I'm here and there is a reason why I have to help this person yeah. because it's someone that I love. It's someone that I care and seeing him like hitting rock bottom was like the worst thing in my life. Yeah. Has your family seen the show? You're staying with family now, right? My, my family? Yeah. Um, I've shown them clips, you know, uh -huh. they don't speak English. So it's kind of hard, like, and some of the things, like, maybe I don't want to translate, you know, I'm sure. kind of enjoying that they, can, <laughs> they can't yeah. understand everything. Yeah. But I've definitely, like, told them since the beginning what we were doing and, like, this was going to be out. And, you know, the, I, I'm very lucky and grateful. Like, my, my family has been supportive about everything I've done. Yeah. So, like, it feels... I mean, it feels good also for them to see like a different aspect of me. Like, you know, everybody yeah. has known me as Johnny the dancer. Like everything I've done was about my dancing, yeah. but this is about my private life. And like, yeah. you know, and what, about those, and what about those friends who wanted you to leave? Are they like <laughs> mad the, still? <laughs> no, the good thing about the show and some of them watched it was that they realized so. what I was actually going through. And they realized that like, okay, you know, Matthew is a good person. Right. And, you know, Matthew was just needed some help. Yeah. And, you know, it was actually good for them to watch it because then they actually reached out to Matthew and told, yeah. oh my God, I'm so sorry for you went through. Now I understand the pain. Yeah. And that's another part of this that is really cool. I think that there's, a, there's sometimes you do all this good work in therapy, but then how do you tell your friends about it? Like, how do you, how do you kind of translate what you've been working on? Cause they might've seen you in pain, but like, they're not watching you do the work. And so you're kind of coming to it and they kind of have to take you at your word. It's like, it's better now. They're like, why? <laughs> like, <you> know, like, <laughs> um, I don't know. So I think that there's something cool to offer. It's like, see, just go do, come talk to me after, go see, and then we'll talk. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Watch the season and then, you know, right. call me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shameless plug. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to be a therapist right now, but we have about four minutes left in our session. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, no, no, no. This been, it's been awesome talking to you both. Um, I think that there is a, I don't know. I, I feel like I say this for every guest we have on. Like, come back, because there's so much more stuff for us to, like, dive into. Um, and also, like, I want to finish this season so that I feel like... I want, like, the whole story. I'm only, like, I feel like I only have, like, 25% of it. And Maddie's like, oh, I know the whole thing. So, like, I need to, like, catch up myself. But I don't know. This has been an awesome conversation. And, I mean, I want to... Like I said, I want to have you guys back and, like, learn even more and, like, dive deeper into more of the relationship stuff versus what the therapy session was actually like if that makes sense yeah. but thank you so much for your time I don't know what do you have to add Maddie um no that's that's what I'm feeling but uh I'm also like uh is there anything else that you feel we didn't see on the show that was something that you are really taking away from this experience I mean I you know gosh that's that's hard. We, we've been asked this question and I still have a, a struggle with it. I mean, I think that, like we said it, you know, I, I think that just the conversation uh, about therapy and just 
normalizing it and uh, you know mental health and conversations between each other it's all very relative and very important and i think that you know the show does a, an amazing job of allowing people to see that um, and getting rid of stigma over a lot of stuff um, regarding therapy and just like you know, Gianni was mentioning that you know his friends got an opportunity to see the other side of it and just realizing that everyone that we come in contact from day to day has has another side to to their story that you know we're not seeing or hearing right away but it's definitely there so you know just being compassionate with everyone is is obviously a, a beautiful way to go you know <laughs> Agree. <laughs> Disagree. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, well, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and take our meds and get on out of here. We're almost ready to come back again. And we're back. It's time to take some meds, get some homework, and then get the hell up out of here. Um, so I'll go first. My meds this week. Uh, I had a really, it's been a pleasant weekend, a very pleasant weekend filled with lots of people i feel like you know y'all know how i feel about the cdc but since they're telling us we can cough in each other's mouths then that's <laughs> just what i did this weekend um no i <laughs> i've seen a lot of good friends that i that i haven't had the opportunity to see in years at this point um similar to i think what you shared last week being able to like uh i don't know just like see people it was, it's just been great it was a little awkward this weekend because it was just like oh i'm actually entering public spaces again and like socializing and i forgot how to do that with people that like i don't know um but i'm still really grateful for the experience i got to go to a vineyard yesterday with oh, yeah. the bestie and then met a few people after that and there was a birthday thing last night it was the first time in a long time that it was like a full day of just like out and about yeah. being around people and it was sorely missed so that's that's what's happening for me slutty summer in may slutty summer in may yeah. i mean i was only trying to have a lukewarm girl summer but i think <laughs> we're approaching hot girl summer status it's happening um matthew what about you what meds are you taking no i love that so when you say you're excited and happy that you got to see people you're talking about from the nose down yeah i actually saw right, mouths right. yeah right 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 it is a great thing though right for some of them, <laughs> for some of them um yeah i took uh my meds and lexapro was really working for me this week i know that's right hell yeah um, <laughs> um but no i'm really uh I'm, I'm a big candle guy and i've got this new candle that i'm really enjoying it's it's moving me right into the summer very nicely okay um and it's called blue jeans so everyone oh. loves a little denim. Yeah. Yes. Right. I mean... And now you just <laughs> exactly. I'm wearing some right now. <laughs> All right. So that's working for me this week. I need you to help me figure out what that smells like. <laughs> mm. Does it smell Gosh, like denim? No, or is it like... or is blue jeans the like theme? Or is it like blue jean? Does it smell like a crotch? <laughs> yeah. It, 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 <laughs> it's um, balls. Which would sweat. be good in itself. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Uh, no, you know, it's like a little summer vibes, right, okay. with uh, some blue jeans. So just like, you know, I don't know, just imagine it. Okay. <laughs> Feel that. Feel that. Feel that. Live the fantasy of the blue but, jeans. Yeah, live our, that fantasy. Our look a little of, hesitant, but... <laughs> no, I believe you. <laughs> our, head, our head of creative, Carlos, right now is probably like, I had to go find this candle. Yeah, Carlos doesn't get it. <laughs> Gianni, what about you? What meds are you taking? 
So I actually had a pretty great week because I was finally able to travel again. Italy is opening up. So, you know, nice. just being on a train and like being back from Milan, which I really enjoyed. But, like the Ooh. best thing is that after five months in Italy, I was finally able to have lunch with my grandma today. Oh, today? Yes. Oh my God. Because my grandparents are vaccinated, you know, not oh. me yet because they're very slow, but uh, it was really good. It felt really great just to All like right. be at their place and like just like share, you know, a day with them finally. Yeah. That makes me so, so happy. Five months yeah, waiting that and that that's intense. I'm glad that that was able to happen today. Yeah, me too. You know, because the only time I saw them was like around Christmas, like with masks on, like yeah. really far away. So yeah. today was actually really good. Well, I'm really happy to hear that um, they're doing well and you got to hang out. Both those yeah. are beautiful. Thank you. You're going to make me cry, Gian. <laughs> <laughs> um, my meds this week are, I, I had a friend's birthday thing last night as well. And um, it was a very small, like, just like little dinner thing. Um, and when we were done, my friend Maddie has this tradition of uh, doing a compliment circle for the birthday person, which is like a little bit of like, ew, yuck, disgusting. But by the third person, it's so sweet. And mm -hmm. I just, I loved um, after a year and some change of not being able to see people one, but then also not being able to have situations where you tell people what you like about them and what you appreciate them about them and being able to sit and just offer beautiful things to someone I care about and then hearing other people do that. It's like, seeing that outpouring of love and very directional intentional offering of like you're rad i'm glad you made it through i'm glad to be here with you i just i really i don't know it's cheesy but i was just like it's, it's so in love with the idea of like sharing love with your friends i think that's like it gets me going you know you're the cheesiest person i know i know full havarti <laughs> um <laughs> where can our friends um follow you watch the show plug the things so they can watch the show, Showtime. The finale is actually airing tonight at 10 p.m. Um, and well, the full season is on the app, but like, yeah, on TV, it's right. going to be, the finale is going to be up tonight. Uh, well, you guys can follow us on Instagram. <laughs> uh, my name is Gianni Gofredo, and Matthew, go ahead and tell yours. <laughs> Matthew Lahon, L-A-W-H-O-N. We'll put it in the uh, Rex and Resources slash... We'll tag you on Instagram. Yeah. We'll make it easy for everybody. <laughs> Johnny, I, before we go, um, have you been able to dance? Are you dancing? No. Okay. I've not been able to dance. Uh, I, oh, I, that's such a lie. I actually did uh, worked on a campaign on in February for a clothing brand. So you know, it was a little dancing, but it was like my first <laughs> yeah. gig after a year. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I wish you many opportunities to dance. I. I am excited for that to be able to come back into your life. Even um, if in front of a full-length mirror. Right. <laughs> Dance for yourself, Gianni. Exactly. Well, I do that every day. Oh, no. Okay, good. There okay, we go. Good. There we go. There we go. Yeah. I should have I should have taken out uh, the context of professionally. I just want to make sure you're moving, you know? <laughs> I just want to make sure you're moving. Concerned about your movement. I okay. am. I am. Uh, thank you so much both for being here. Um, this has been a deep pleasure. I... I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be able to be a little bit of a fan, but also to um, You're a hear stand, how it's been. First and foremost, first of all, I'm Let's a stand. Right no, uh, to, be, to be able to hear like how this is being processed and and what's still being worked on, and that it's good to see that you're both doing well. And thank you. Um, I just feel really honored 
that you took the time to do this, both at nine o'clock and at three o'clock. <laughs> both, uh, I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, guys. You guys are amazing. I'm really glad we got to do this. Yeah, we're very appreciative, and uh, I'm glad you're having the conversations. It's really great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, big, big thanks to Ali Kiltz, our editor and momager. Big thanks to um, Carlos and Kiana for socials and design. And thank you to Shanti Darling and Marquis for helping us out with music. You got that memorized now. I do. Maddie used to read that from like a piece of paper and yeah. now it's just... It's in my head. I feel like you're never going to forget that line. Yeah, I'll just wake up and, when I'm 87. Like, big, big thanks. <laughs> big, big thanks, Ali Kiltz. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both so much. Uh, let's get out of here and... Uh, Talk to you soon. <laughs> Cat, watch <Bye>. Showtime. <laughs> mm-hmm. Trying to talk slick all up in my ear and shit. <laughs>